Welcome to Faith Bible College International's podcast, where we share spirit-filled preaching, teaching, and encouragement for everyone living to make a world of difference in their life and the lives around them with the good news of Jesus Christ. Colossians chapter 3. If you're there, say, I'm there. I don't have a PowerPoint for you. I'll get fancy as time goes on, but uh, I just didn't want to deal with it today. Colossians chapter 3, verse 1. If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth, for you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. I just want to pull these three scriptures apart. I don't know what it will look like or how it will be when we're done, but how many know if the Lord will anoint his word, we're all going to be better for gathering together here tonight. Let's pray together. Holy Spirit, speak to each and every one of us in this auditorium. Speak to each and every student. Speak to each and every guest. Speak to every person that's partnering with us online tonight. I pray, Lord, in these days. These are days that need the kingdom to advance in a desperate way. I pray tonight that you will get honor, and I pray, Lord, that we will be anointed in Jesus' name. Everyone said amen. You can be seated. Thank you for standing for the reading of God's word. I'd ask you to pray for one of our very special board members, Ed Michael, and his wife are, are just some of the sweetest people you know, both graduates here, and she was just recently diagnosed with cancer. And so how many believe that the name of Jesus is bigger than cancer? Verse 1, leave your Bible open. I'm going to preach out of it tonight. I thought that was funny. Verse 1, are you ready? Let's, let's take a journey together and let's just see what God would have to say. I like these kind of services where I don't know exactly what he's going to say because usually he has something way better to say than any of us could have ever thought. Let's go back to verse 1 again. If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. If you ask a number of church people specifically, why did Jesus come? They would give you a lot of different answers. But ultimately, his ultimate purpose in coming to the earth is to come and bring his anointing into our lives. Yes, he came to be incarnate. Yes, he came to feel what we feel. Yes, he came to remove the sin barrier out of the way. Yes, he came to prove that he's God and overcome death. But the ultimate purpose that God came for was that he could find a way to get into your life and take the anointing that was on him and let that become the anointing that's on you. The word Christ is the anointing and the anointed one. He has come with that anointing, not a new anointing, not an old anointing, not a unique anointing, not a white anointing, not a black anointing. Not an old anointing, not a young anointing, not a cool anointing, not a not cool anointing. He has come with the anointing of heaven, and that anointing of heaven is the ultimate power that you and I will ever have, it will become necessary for us to do what God has called every one of us in this room to accomplish. The ultimate purpose of Christ is to bring out in you the gift that he put in you before the foundations of the world. Now watch this, this anointing. 
the anointing. We talked about it yesterday. I think it was yesterday. That God takes his hand and he puts something special on your life. That anointing does two things that I'll talk to you briefly about tonight. Number one, it will cause you to do more easily than others can do in their human effort. It will cause you to do easily. What other people look at you and say, how do you do that? You say, I don't even have to sweat because the anointing of the Spirit has come upon me. It was the anointing that gave Samson the ability to take a jawbone and destroy an army. It was that anointing on Paul that they could take his handkerchief and place it on dead bodies and they'd come back to life. It is that anointing that was on John the Baptist without a Facebook page or being verified, stood in the middle of a Jordan River, out in the middle of the wilderness, and people came by the tens of thousands to prepare themselves for the coming of Christ. I need you to hear this. If you think that ministry is just all sweat and toil, that's because you're doing it in your own strength. I'm telling you, there is something in heaven that can come upon you and people will say, that's not human, that's supernatural. And you'll say, that's right, I know of me and I can't do what I just did. Come on, how many of you want something that gives glory to God? That anointing not only makes things easy, that anointing makes common things uncommon. Come on, turn to your neighbor and tell him you're strange. There's just something strange about you. <laughs> I know you've been wanting to say it since you got here. Be nice. That anointing is when, Ra when Moses can pick up a stick and it becomes a weapon. Hello? That anointing is what takes wood and gold and, 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 and fixtures and makes it the Ark of the Covenant and makes it an, an incredible power force. It takes common, a common pool whereby somebody who's lame for decades can just touch the water and that a water that's been touched by God touches that body and that body gets up and walks. I need you to hear this tonight. There is an anointing for ministry that is absolutely nece necessary in our day because the world is not going to be satisfied with what human effort can do. I think the world is open and ready and say, is there a God in heaven? And if he is, where is he? I want to be a part of what he's doing. Just let's walk this thing out. Just walk this thing out. See, you find God moving in several instances that are important for us. Number one, he moved at creation. That's God behind us. He moved at Bethlehem. That's God with us. He moved on Calvary. That's God for us. And he moved at Pentecost. That's God in us. I love it. My friend Teddy Shuttlesworth put on Instagram somewhere today, if Jesus was in the beginning before the beginning, that means that God had a word for you before the devil had a chance. I'm just telling you here today that there is a God at creation who knew you'd be here tonight sitting in your seat with a number of hairs on your head. I'm telling you, you've been made. You're no monkey's uncle, nor a nephew, nor any kin. You are a brilliant masterpiece of God, and God made you. It's God behind you. <laughs> you didn't just show up. You didn't just show up. God's been working on your life before the planet started spinning. But not only is God for us, God is with us, for he came and he took on human flesh, 100% God, 100% man. At that cross, I see a place that I should have been crucified, but he lets us to know that while he knows my sins, yet he still died for you and I. And then as I look at Pentecost, I see that precious place where God says, now I have found a people I can dwell in. Yeah. It was that creation that God fashioned. 
It was at Bethlehem that God incarnated. It was at Calvary that God demonstrated. And it's at Pentecost that God illustrated. And tonight, the anointed one Christ has removed every barrier and has been working from since before the beginning of time to help you to understand that he didn't save you just so that you can sit and stew and go to heaven. He saved you because he wants to make you a living illustration. He wants you to be a walking firebrand. He wants you to go and go here and go there and go over there and go over there. You'll be in situations you're comfortable with and you're about to go into situations you're not comfortable with. But you are going to be, your life will be the sermon. Your life will be a revival. Your life is going to be a havoc. Come on, somebody. Your life is going to cause hell to get racked. Why? Because God's not really looking for a lot that you have. He's looking for you to look for all that he has so that he can do what he has and do it through you and illustrate through your life, Jesus is alive. Amen. Jesus. When you came to Faith Bible College International, you are not going to be encouraged to do ministry like everybody else does ministry. We're not trying to get you to do what they did in the 50s. We're not trying to get you to do what they're doing across town. We're not trying to get you to do what you've seen on Instagram. We're trying to get you to do what Jesus thought you should do from the beginning of time. You be you. Come on, somebody. You be you. I, I don't care. No, no, no. I just need you to understand. You're going to be around this environment, around this place, but we're not looking to brick, build duplicates. That's what a bunch of ministries are trying to do. They just, you got to fit. It's called a cult. What we're trying to see is what has God put in you? And whatever God has put in you is the most valuable part of your life. Go for it, baby. Go for it, sir. Go for it, ma'am. Be what God saved you to be. Amen. Somebody say this. I have an anointing. Verse 2. Look what Paul says to us then. If this anointing is true and it's real, and God wants to illustrate his life through you, the same that was on Christ that is in you, then what's the hindrance? It's verse 2, and it's the hindrance of your generation may be greater than any other. Set your mind on things above. Amen. Amen. I need you to hear this. Your reality is not defined by your anointing. Your reality is defined by your thinking. Man, I just got to get full of God. Man, I just got to have this experience. Man, I just got to get that touch. I got to get around that thing. I got to get around that ministry. No. Nope. Your ministry reality is not determined by your anointing. Your ministry reality is determined by your thinking. Hello? Why do you think hell's doing so much, so much to attack the minds? How many of you have had the enemy attack your mind since you got here? How many of you have not used your mind since you got here? <laughs> a mind is a terrible thing to waste. You know what he's trying to do? He's so mad that you're here. He did everything he could to stop you, keep you, hinder you, and now you wouldn't quit. Hello? You stuck with it. You pursued against all odds. You're still wondering, where in the world am I? 
You're one of the safest, wonderful places you'll ever be. But what the enemy wants to do, if he can't stop your creation, and he can't stop God being for you, and if he can't stop God getting near you, then what he wants to do, hello, he wants to stop God from flowing through you. Your anointing does not determine your reality. Your thinking does. Hello. I meet with people. The devil's attacking my marriage. No, he isn't. You're just acting like your parents. This is the message that I get in and just start talking and, and making people uncomfortable. That's why, that's, why, that's why John said, I would that you prosper in all things as your soul prospers. Because God knows that you having money, but being a jerk, is no benefit to anybody. I have a few books that God has given me titles for. All of them were given to me at a very angry moment. And one of them is there's no medical cure for jerk. The unwillingness for people to deal with their flesh and couch it with a bunch of religion and medicine. I'm not against people taking medicine that helps them get balanced. I'm not against that at all. I'm just saying we, 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 we want the anointing, but we don't want to change the way we think. Are you all okay? The question is right now, can you think at the level of your anointing? Am I anywhere close, Brother Oliver, on this? Am I, am, I, am I speaking the truth? That man can read your mind. He's reading my mind right now. Like every step I take, he knows what I'm doing, everything. Like he's just, um, he's just reading me. <laughs> and I like it. <laughs> it's second nature, even if he doesn't want to. <laughs> the question is tonight, is your anointing so great, but your thinking so low? Because you can have all the talent in the world, and it's capped until your thinking rises to the level of your anointing. That's why you can't think like everybody else thinks. If in four years you have got freed from the neck up, there is no limit to what God can do for you. But if in four years all you do is leave with more talent, but your head is still a mess, you've capped out. And I declare to you in the name of Jesus to this generation that hell and media and music have tried to destroy, you shall be free in every area of your life and you'll never want to go back to that old thinking again. The devil's not keeping you from God's will. Your thinking will. The problem in life is that ultimately the final decision comes through our head. That's why he says, set your mind on things above. That word set means to have a broken bone reset. How many have ever had a bone reset? I've never done it, but I have an imagination, and I think it's probably pretty painful. And it's not easy. I'm just telling you, the conflict that some of you have felt since you've walked in, I felt it during worship today. Not that there was any tension here. I just felt as God was speaking to me, people's minds are being attacked. And I'm just telling you, the enemy knows if he loses that last hold of your life that you're about to fly like an eagle. I tell you, shake the devil off and say, I was born to fly. I was born to illustrate the power and the majesty of God. Hallelujah. The Spirit wants you to have the perfect mate. 
I'd have thought I'd have got two amens. What are you all just taking a vow of celibacy or what? I said, the Holy Spirit wants you to have the perfect mate. But for some reason, you keep attracting bums. It's not God or the devil. It's your thinker. Romans 7, 21. I find then a law that the evil is with me. The one who wills to do good. For I delight in the law of God according to the inward man, but I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind, bringing me into captivity, the law of sin which is in my members. Paul is saying I'm getting signals from heaven and from hell. You know, you can be saved and captive. You can be headed to heaven and still hindered. But Paul goes on to say in Romans 8, 5 through 7, for those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the spirit, the things of the spirit. I'm not here to, to, this is not talk show religion. I'm not a psychologist. You can tell by the way I preach, but I'm just telling you here tonight that, that there, is, that there is an immeasurable amount of freedom when you begin to understand that there is power in this word. And any thought I have that contrary to this word, I take captive and I cast it down and I've decided I'm gonna let my mind be free and my ministry will follow. Here, here, here. No, 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 I'm just, I'm just walking through this. But the question is, do you know how to be spiritual at emotional moments? Because one of the most dangerous things is to be unspiritual and emotional. And at some point, you're going to have to get yourself to the place where you are so strong that no matter what you feel in your soul, you are free in your mind, and you're going to say, let God arise and his enemies be scattered. So the question is, here dude, stand here. You dude, stand here. Right here, right here. The question is, up, oh, higher, up, oh, oh. there you go. I got thoughts of the spirit and I've got thoughts of the flesh. I have to decide immediately which thought am I gonna meditate on? Because if I wait for this thought to never come, how many know that thought's going to keep coming? Right. This is what Paul said. Y'all with me? I know, I know it's hot. You're doing good. Hang in there. We're almost there. We're living on a prayer. <laughs> Sitting on a pear. <laughs> Hunting a bear. All right. I'm going to continually have the Holy Ghost coming at me with thoughts. And I'm going to continually have the flesh coming at me with thoughts. And the product of my life is the ultimate outcome of which I meditate on. If I lean in, and this, this is what Paul said. Paul said there's two voices, there's two thoughts, there's two modes, there's two lanes. And if I lean in this way, I find myself not doing what I want to do. But if I lean in this way, I know that there's something here that's keep pulling me back. I've just got to make up my mind that this is still going to keep coming. But I've decided I'm going to put my mind on the things above. I'm going to put my mind on the things that are holy. I'm going to put my mind on the things that are positive. Come on. I'm going to put my mind on the things that are righteous. I'm going to put my mind on the things that are praiseworthy. I'm going to put my mind on the thing that's good. I'm going to put my mind on the greatness of God. I'm going to, and guess what? The more I put my mind over here, the further and further away. He's... <laughs> 
Both the devil just keep coming back when you try to shove him off. No, I just tease him. Good, thank you guys. Well, that's close, dude. Just as a reward, come back here. And you stand down there. You're done good. All right. Let's see. You stay down on the floor. I don't feel safe with you up here anyway. No, 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 stand up. Just no, no steps for you. One, two, three, four, five, six. Okay, come on. Stand. Walk, 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 walk. Stop. Face the crowd. Stand beside him. Turn, face. The rest of you can come. Just get in line. Right across the line here, right here. Ready? Ready? Yep. Come on, all y'all. Line. One, two, three, four, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. You three, right here. Nice. You gotta step up, step up, step up. It's good. What have I got? What have I got? Okay. Now no, watch, now watch this. I'm God. Now you be God. Come on, Logan. You be God. I can't take the pressure. And you look more like God. You have a suit on. No, you do. You look good. I, I knew I was going to. Okay, so this is God. Hey, dude, stand over there. Okay, I forgot your first name. Rick. All right. So here's Rick. Everybody say hi, Rick. Here's God. Say hi, God. It's pretty irreverent. <laughs> Here's Rick, and he knows he has an anointing. And he wants to flow, and he wants to do what God's called him to do. But here's the problem. Rick and God did not grow up in the same heaven or the same universe or the same galaxy or the same planet or the same hemisphere or the same continent or the same country or the same state or the same county or the same town or the same family. <laughs> Can we slow down a minute? Like, what else are you going to do out in here in Charleston right now anyways, right? Can we just take our time? All right, all right. So here's Rick. Rick's gone to Bible college. Almost died the first Friday night chapel. But God hath raised him up. Yes. Wait a minute, brother. And Rick says, this is a good message. I want the anointing to flow in my life. But remember, Rick has forgotten that he has grown up in a different family, a different town, a different state. Now you guys are gonna have to remember what you are because I'm already, you're a county, different state, town, county, state, country, continent, hemisphere, planet, galaxy, universe, heaven. Can I just bask in the glory of my brilliance? <laughs> Have you ever thought about this? 
Like, I see you guys are holding hands. I don't know if he owes you money or something, or if you're fighting for... <laughs> like, did you all grow up in the same yeah. home? No, because that happens up in Atkinson. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> Not proper. But you know, you, how long have you dated her? Close to almost five years. Five years? Yeah. Oh. Well, hello. <laughs> you think you got to know her? By this point, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. He don't have a clue. <laughs> That's exactly what Rick thinks. <laughs> I'll get back to you. That's exactly what Rick thinks. I'm in Bible college. I'm saved. I'm good. It won't be any problem for me to flow with God. But what Rick might not recognize is that he didn't grow up in the same family, in the same town, in the same county, in the same state, in the same country, in the same continent, in the same hemisphere, is the same planet, in the same galaxy, in the same universe, or the same heaven. How many of you understand, there is going to be some differences between how God thinks and how Ricky thinks. And people say, well, I'm called, I don't need to go to Bible college. I'm called, I don't need to be trained. And I'm not saying everybody has to be in Bible college to go to the ministry. I'm just saying it's, it's, it, is, it is so revealing of how little we know about God when we assume that he does things like we do. Does this make sense, Robinson? Does it make sense? Yeah. I got a t-shirt for you. It's full of machine guns all over it. I've been waiting for you to come back to school. Like, it doesn't fit me. <laughs> Nothing that fits you fits me. So anyways, I got something for you. Sorry. Here's the thing. Rick is not going to be able to just forsake the fact that he was raised in a different family, in a different town, in a different county, in a different state, in a different country, in a different continent, in a different hemisphere, in a different planet, different galaxy, a different universe, and a different heaven. This is the beautiful thing, is that God knew that. And so God said 2,000 years ago, I'm willing to leave my heaven to step into your universe and to enter your galaxy and to get a hold of, get on that planet and enter your hemisphere, right? Am I on track? No? What am I? I'm planet. Your planet. Yeah. <laughs> hemisphere. Okay, it's my message. I don't need no help. Heaven, universe, galaxy, planet, hemisphere, continent, country, state, county, town, family. Yes. I give God all the glory for this. <laughs> 2,000 years ago. But this is the beautiful thing. 
that this same Holy Spirit that came down with Jesus 2,000 years ago is still the same Holy Spirit that came down in an upper room and left the heaven and the universe and the galaxy and the planet right down to where Rick lives. But here's the beautiful thing. Guess what? Rick doesn't always have to wait for him to come for the Holy Ghost is able to help Rick to understand I was raised this way and that way and there and them and them and then and I begin to realize I can't think like my family. I can't always think like my family thinks. I can't always think how my state thinks. I can't always think how my skin color thinks. I can't always think about how my denomination thinks. But if I can get my mind on something of heaven that I found out, I can bring something of heaven right down here on this earth and change a generation. Come on, give God thanks that he's changing your mind to think on that level. Hey, ain't no poverty thinking up here. Ain't no mean thinking up here. Ain't no bondage thinking up here. Ain't no how God can make your life lousy up here. I'll tell you how he thinks up here. He thinks he whom the Son makes free is free indeed. All things are possible to those who believe there is a God who can reach down and take broken pieces and make glorious testimonies out of them. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, guys. One more, one more verse, one more verse, one more verse. One more verse, because I want you to understand from before creation, you got an anointing. Yeah. Number two, that God is freeing your mind to flow with what God wants. And number three, you don't have to fake it. Amen. Can you give me 10 minutes? How many give me 10 minutes here tonight? I'll make the best use of it, because it's just hot. Look what he said, verse three. For you died, and your life is hidden with Christ. You died. Let's just remove a couple barriers here tonight. Number one, there's power to do what God called you to do. Number two, your mind is being renewed to think like God thinks. Number three, you are worthy. In Romans, we died with Christ. In Corinthians, we all died with Christ. But in Colossians, you died with Christ. I, I want to I be honest with you freshmen. Num number one, you're surrounded with real people. I know the faculty and staff looks perfect, and they pretty much are. <laughs> but don't think that they're deity. Let me tell you, number two, we're believers. We believe what the Bible says. Number three, we're leaders. We have stuff to do for God. But number four, even though we're imperfect, we still have a purpose. Here's the other reason why you're here. I want to be really brutally honest with you. People who are going into ministry that are not really free are faking it. I don't want to disappoint you. I don't want you to make you think that everybody is not real. But I think your generation could be the one that helps get this thing taken care of. We're not going to go through the motions. 
is a whole lot of broken marriages, a lot of broken churches, a lot of broken ministries, and a lot of broken, potentially great leaders. But somewhere along the way, they learn to shake it just right and sing the right music and, 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 and surround themselves with the right certain people. But at the reality of it all, God knew all along they were faking it. I'm just telling you, I'm just telling you that there is a level of performance amongst all denominations that this current spiritual climate will only reveal and take out people who are going through the motions. Look what Paul said, but you died and your life is hidden with Christ. Why is it that people are in the ministry addicted to pornography? Why is it people that are known all over the world and locally who are living in secret sin? Why is it that, that people struggle with things and, and they don't want anybody to know about it? This is the beauty of you living here especially is that the Holy Ghost can get in there because if you don't get that thing out now, that thing will take you out later. And I'm telling you, the kingdom of God is not suffering from immorality. It is suffering from a lack of ethics. I've never seen, I've never seen as much unethical behavior. Morality aside, the unethical proper handling of what I was grown up with. People don't realize what, they know what Jesus did on the cross, but they don't know what happened to them on the cross. Can I just stir this pot just a little bit longer? If we're not very careful, even in this Bible college, or even in our organizations, the very instrument that God sent to bring liberty to people can be the very instrument that locks people into bondage. I, I wrote it down this way. Let me just read it the way I wrote it. It sounds a lot better. The very organization that God intended to bring liberation can be the very place people are incarcerated by their own sin and weakness. Is anybody alive here tonight? Has anybody ever seen people and you thought, you know, they look good on the stage, but off the stage... Hang in there with me because maybe that was you. The problem is that we get pressure in ministry. Now I'm talking to ministry leaders that we get pushed from performance to perfection. We, 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 we just think if we can perfect our craft, it will help God to overlook our weakness. And then, if we can't get perfection, we will be satisfied with pretending. Are any of you connecting with me right now? Are any of you in this zone that I feel right here? Are any of you realizing that this is not a day for somebody to wait till stuff comes out of the closet? This is not a day. And so what I'm just saying is we have to be very careful, especially with legalistic ministry, that we pressure people to become something that they genuinely have not become. Yeah. And then we say, how in the world could they rise to that level and then just be taken out because somebody pressured them to become a performer? Uh, so good. It's true, Lord. 
preaching on stages and preaching on media and go home and can't love their wife and cannot love their family. And I'm not saying that God can't take broken ministers and put them back. What I'm saying is let's just avoid the collateral damage and let's find a way to you to fire you to find out that you're not trying to fake it. You're not trying to be something up here. Why? Because you died, but your life is hidden in Christ. And you can be what you preach. You can be what you sing. You can be what you believe. Hallelujah. I'm here to tell you today, God did not come to give you a form of religion. He came to make you free from the inside out. And if the happiest place you have is on that stage, you're the most miserable person on the planet. You need to have as much fun up behind this stage. You need to have as much fun serving kids and serving the poor and serving the broken as if you stand on a stage with thousands of people clapping and singing. Why? Because your identity is not with a mic. Your identity is with a cross. That's where I died. But then I came back to life. the real thing. Don't be a performer. And we have tools in place here to help you stop performing and start being. Just be what God called you to be. There's too much pressure for you to have to try to put on the happy face. He said, you died, and now your life is hidden in Christ. The gospel, somebody shout the gospel. The gospel is not an invitation for you to pick up a bunch of tools to get yourself saved. The gospel is an invitation for you to lay yourself before the cross of Christ and say, not only do I believe that you died on that cross, but I believe that the old me died on that cross. And if the old me died on that cross, you are not longer the divorce. You are no longer the abused or the abuser. You are no longer the addict. You are not the failure. You are not the defeated. You're not the immoral. You're not the uncommitted. You're not the fleshly. You're not the emotional. You know what you are? You're dead. Hallelujah. You keep talking about somebody that Jesus says, I don't know who they are. I killed that person on the cross and you are a new creation. Old things are passed away and behold, all things are now new. You have a reason and a right. One of the greatest challenges you'll have as God pushes you forward in ministry is the devil will try to think this is not who you are. And we're gonna jump around you and say this is exactly who you are. You're free. You know, when I was a kid, youth choir was a big deal. It was horrible, but it was a big deal. The last thing this redneck wanted to do was put on a suit and tie and stand up and sing when he couldn't sing with other 30 teenagers that couldn't sing. And 80% of them were living in sin off the stage, but just because they got on the youth choir stage, everybody was happy. Looked good. Looked good on Sunday night. Oh my goodness, Thank, finally, my son's in the choir. Everything's gonna be fine. If the rapture happens, I know he'll go. We might as well just get the ugly stuff right out here when it's 140 degrees on the first Friday night chapel. Come on, how many want to get the ugly stuff out right now? Let's just get this junk out and tell you you don't have to fake it. I'm telling you tonight, 
in the name of Jesus, there is victory over pornography. There is victory over for, for, over pornography for young men and for young women. There is victory over this over this addiction, over this thing that is actually a laceration on your soul that is destroying you and is trying to kill your future marriage and trying to kill your joy. I'm telling you, in the name of Jesus, you're not going to perform and get some kind of religious thing that gets you free from it. You're going to find out that Jesus did not come to give you a better form of religion. He came to kill the old man so that the new man can rise up and say, I have power over my flesh, I have power over my mind, and I have the ability to do what God has called me to do. This was Paul's testimony. I was born, I did some stuff, and Christ came into my life. Now I'm alive. Can I give you a couple scriptures? I'll take a musician or two. Help me to know I got to get going. Look at this. Watch this. 1 John 4, 4. But you belong to God, my dear children. You have already won a victory over those people because the spirit who lives in you is greater than the spirit who lives in the world. Greater is the one in you than this godless world. John 8, 32, Jesus said, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Not programs, not self-control, Jesus. You need a radical encounter with a living Jesus and he will ignite your spirit and you won't wrestle with sin, you will pursue righteousness. The old man is dead. I've watched a few gangster movies, I like them. And And they teach you something. There's nothing that faking your death won't solve. I don't know if you guys watch gangster movies anymore. But this family, you know, they'll, they'll get in trouble. And they'll know the law enforcement is surrounding them and there's no way out. And so they'll go to Mexico and start a fishing business. They'll fake their death over in the country, in the United States, and they'll start a fishing business down in Mexico. Do you hear this? What's this? Every time the enemy comes and wants to bring up your past, because as soon as you begin to move in the anointing and your mind starts going to where God's at, the enemy will just has one thing left and it's your past. Hello? Do you realize we could just, just kick this one thing, last thing out? Okay, see, we can get this thing out. Why can't we just get a clean slate at the beginning of the semester and say, guess what? That old thing I did, that old thing I was, I don't care if it was in August. It's dead. That's not me anymore. I'm a new creature in Christ. I need to renew my mind by doing this, reminding my mind who I am in Christ Jesus. If I fail today, tomorrow I'm going to wake up and say, that doesn't change the fact that that old man is dead. I am bought by the blood of Jesus Christ. And there's nothing the enemy can do to stop what Christ has freed you from. Anybody here got a past that the enemy tries to remind you of every now and then? Go ahead and raise your hand. I got a past too, but I'm just telling you today that that thing, all the only thing that la- that's the only thing that exists from your past is your memory of it. The only thing that exists from your past is the memory of it, because as far as God's concerned, He already killed that guy, gal. It is over. I hear Jesus say to you tonight, you are worthy. 
he has made you worthy. He has made you worthy. Come on, somebody shout, I am worthy. Would you stand to your feet and lift up those hands and thank God for the finished work of the cross tonight, if you would, come on. Just begin to thank God. The work is over. The work is finished. Come on, begin to thank him right now. I hear the Holy Ghost saying, I'm gonna capture some people that the enemy in hell has been trying to destroy. In Jesus' name, be free from that right now. Come on, begin to thank him right now. You're found worthy. God is changing your mind, and you're gonna flow in an anointing that God put in store for you from the foundation of the world. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. by the power of the Holy Spirit all that Christ has done on the cross for you but not only what that but what happened to you on that cross you'll stop saying well I keep going from habit to habit and you'll start saying I'm going from glory to glory 
<laughs> Come on. I'm not going from disappointment to disappointment. I'm going from, from level to level, faith to faith, power to power, joy to joy. I'm just telling you, there's no limit. I know it's hot. I know that's heavy stuff. But I'm here to tell you tonight, the work is finished. It is done. Victory is not out there. Victory is in here, right here, right now. Come on. Everybody can be free tonight. Everybody can be healed tonight. Everybody can be delivered tonight. It's all done. I think you ought to give him praise right now and glory and honor. Come on. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you would like to know more about Faith Bible College International, please go to faithbci.org. And find out how you can enroll in our programs or partner with our mission. Again, thank you for listening to FBCI Podcast. Join us next time for more teaching and encouragement. Remember, you make a world of difference.